Prayer is the most powerful thing we can do in our days, but all too often it gets drowned out by the noise around us. But what if the noise in our earbuds could help us tune out the noise of the world and instead tune in to our most important conversation? That's why we're here, to bring you inspiring conversations, practical how-tos, and guided prayers to help you pray like you never thought possible. I'm Valerie Warner, and this is Prayer in a Noisy World. If you ask me what one of the biggest lessons the Lord is personally teaching me right now, it's this, that community is not a burden or an obstacle to me living a fruitful life. It's actually how God designed us to live and grow together. I read through the Bible in 100 days a few months back, and just to clarify, that sounds really holy, but I mostly listened to it in my earbuds. Um, It was still a huge undertaking, but I listened to most of it. What stood out to me was how often in the New Testament they referenced unity and relationship. These lessons of loving others and how to live well with others feel almost too basic, but as I get older, I've realized just how individualized my life has become. Sure, I'll show love to someone, but thank goodness I get to leave that hard-to-love person after a few hours and get back to more important things. Or sure, I'll forgive them, but I'll never forget what they did, and I'll most certainly still hold on to it. Or sure, I'll give a little time, but nothing that actually requires sacrifice. Or sure, I'll hang out, but only with that cool girl over there. The rest kind of seem weird. Okay, does any of this sound familiar? I see this idea that we are so far removed from God's design of community in a few ways. First, in the book, 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You the author shared the history of music. We've essentially taken a social activity to be enjoyed with other people and now mostly enjoy it alone. From the live music performance to the phonograph in the family room to the portable boombox, then the Walkman, and finally to the earbuds directly in our ears for personal enjoyment. Another interesting way that I saw this idea illustrated was from a recent article by Trevin Wax who said, Most Christians see church attendance as something optional, something good if it helps you along your personal spiritual life, but not something commanded, required, or essential to your faith. In our modern time, it's been easy to lose all concept of what it means to be a part of the body of Christ, as we instead focus primarily on our personal enjoyment or our personal growth. We've sacrificed this community because we only want things that we think will bring us both, that enjoyment and that growth. And the craziest thing is community offers us both of those things. We've seen the flip side of this over the last 18 months as people have experienced just more anxiety, more depression, and more health issues um, than we have in a really long time. And a lot of this is a result of just not being able to be in community on a daily basis with other people. Like I said, I'm learning this lesson in real time too. I have long valued productivity over people and it shows. For years, I had lots of quote unquote successes, but not a lot of depth in community. In fact, when things got really busy with work, community was the first thing to go. And it honestly felt pretty easy to toss out. But I recently looked back on some of the happiest moments of my life And they aren't looking at a screen. 
They were with people. They were serving other people. They were making sacrifices for other people. And as an introvert, that usually looks like me going somewhere begrudgingly or feeling like, oh, I could better use this time in another way. But then afterward, realizing how glad I was that I did that. When I piece together God's design for community as I read scripture, I start to realize all that I'm missing out on. So today, I want to dive into how to lead a group in prayer. In today's episode, we're focusing on the logistics of leading, but if you want to know the benefits of praying together in a group specifically, check out our blog post this week at valmariepaper.com slash blog. We'll be sharing several benefits of going through a prayer group with other people. If you're anything like most believers, this idea of leading a prayer group is terribly intimidating. You are not alone. So let's take the pressure off. I pray that this super practical episode will give you the tools you need to get the ball rolling, or if you're already in community, will help you take it deeper. Before I dive in, I do want to tell you these are going to be a few quick tips just for the sake of time. If you want to go deeper, I've created a pre-order bonus when you order four or more copies of my new book, Pray Confidently and Consistently. And you'll get that bonus free if you order before October 12th, the release date. What you'll get is a huge guide to walk you through the actual steps of leading a group as well as weekly content to walk through the book. This isn't just like a book club or Bible study for the book though. The way it's designed is to start with mostly a discussion group, but with each session, the discussion time will shrink and the prayer time will grow. So by the end, you will have an actual prayer group. We designed it this way because asking someone to join a prayer group today may feel overwhelming, but what if you got to learn together about prayer and ease into it? Doesn't that sound more doable? So text a few ladies who may be interested, order four more copies together, and grab the guide at valmariepaper.com slash pray. As I've been praying more with others this year, it's been transforming, and I'm super excited to see what God will do as we start more of these prayer groups. Okay, now back to some tips on how to lead a group. Number one, you don't need to be a scholar or even a prayer warrior right now to lead a group. You simply need a willing and humble heart to facilitate a group. Often we shy away from leading because we don't feel like we're far enough along. I wonder how many opportunities have been missed because of that lie though. Years ago, I led a group on friendship and truthfully, I had no idea what I was doing, but I had a good book and a guide. I asked people on Facebook if anyone would like to do it with me and had 12 girls respond yes. Through those weeks, I had multiple people tell me they were so glad I had initiated things and asked them to join. It honestly made me feel silly for the insecurities that I had held, thinking that I wasn't qualified to lead. They were just grateful someone initiated the conversation. So you don't need to spend hours and hours in a prayer closet to lead a group. You can lead from a place of learning too. When questions come up that you don't know how to answer, you can simply say, okay, let's research this together. I'm not sure. In fact, that's a pretty quick way of taking down the intimidation factor. You could also have an older believer in your church be your go-to person for questions that might come up. Number two, pray about the details. This is essential. We want to cover this process in prayer and let the Lord lead it. Pray about who will be a part of the group. 
Should you ask on Facebook or Instagram or open it up to people that you maybe wouldn't have thought of? Do you already have several people in mind? Pray for the Lord to lead you in this process and also provide the courage and wisdom to lead. Number three, start small. There is a reason we didn't make our pre-order bonus for 10 copies and instead made it for four. You do not need a huge group for this to be a life-changing thing. I think we often get bummed out when turnout really isn't big or maybe we don't get a huge response for things like this, but small is going to be beautiful. Don't be discouraged by a small turnout. In fact, I want you to not think about the number of people that turn out, but I want you to think about those as individual people that are impacted by it because that is priceless. Number four, plan it around a meal if possible. Enjoying a meal together is something our group kind of fell into. We'd all pick up fast food and head to my house a little before group started, but conversations around the table seem to create more intimacy and vulnerability that simply meeting together and going through the questions cannot do. If you have a group of people who don't already know each other well, this would be a great way to create a bond. Number five, ease into it. The people who would probably benefit the most from this prayer group may be those who have never considered praying with others before. The idea of 90 minutes of prayer is incredibly intimidating and a quick way to have people say no. Often, it feels impossible before we actually try it. I've already said we purposefully created our guide to start as mostly discussion with a little prayer for this reason, but if you don't go through the book or get the guide, you can still do this. Let people know that it will be just a few minutes of praying and will grow as y'all get more comfortable with the pace. It'll still likely be beyond what they're comfortable with, but won't be throwing them into the deep end. Number six, have a goal and a plan. What's the purpose of the group? What do you hope to accomplish in your time? And I use this word accomplish loosely since we're talking about prayer, but you know what I mean. Do you want to learn about prayer, lift up specific things, grow in confidence, praying with others? These are all important things to figure out before you get started. With that, having a plan is important because if the group is filled with people new to praying together, having an open prayer time is intimidating and there will likely be a lot of dead airspace. Evelyn Christensen recommends short, simple one-sentence prayers to start off that a leader helps facilitate the direction of. Again, our guide could really help with this, but if you do want to do it on your own, that's what I would look into is little short prompts that you can share with people to pray. Seven, get creative with the type of group you'll form. You could host a prayer group for fellow moms right after drop-off or before pickup. We recently met and prayed and then had lunch before pickup, and it was such a treat. You could also host a group at church before Sunday service or while kids are at youth group. You could host a group with people in your industry and meet during your lunch break or meet with fellow business owners. You could also host a group community-wide across denominations to pray for your city. Okay, that's it. Those are our seven quick tips to lead a prayer group. I'm so excited to see what God does in your cities. Like I said, this has been something God's been pressing on my heart lately and something I truly didn't care about for a long time. And as I look at the state of our country and the stresses and the overwhelm in our life, I can see how our packed lives are so full that adding something like our prayer group seems crazy, but I think these are the things that are truly worth simplifying our life for. It's worth cutting back some activities so that we can join together with believers in prayer. 
God is so faithful, and His power to work in our lives is far greater than anything we will sacrifice for Him. Okay, your action step for this episode is this. Ask God who He may be calling you to pray with, and then text a few friends about meeting together. You can even share our book and see who bites, or start small. We have a free version plan on prayer. It's five days, and you can see who'd like to go through it with you. You can have discussions on the app and see who'd like to go further with you. I'm going to say a quick prayer for us as we do this. Lord God, I thank you so much, Lord, that you have called us to community, Father. I pray for others who maybe have felt the way I've felt, that community, it, it just feels like an extra thing, something that is not necessary to our life, Lord. I pray that you would um, just reveal your purpose for community for us, Lord. I pray that you would give us a desire to be part of the body of Christ. I pray that you would give us a joy to see how we fit together, Lord, and how we can grow together and live our lives in community. I pray, Lord, that you would give each person listening a name of someone that they can pray with God, someone that they can have an accountability with, Father, someone that they could grow with in prayer, that they can hear pray, Lord, and learn together a confidence um, to pray to you, God. I pray that you would wipe away any insecurities that we have to do this, Lord, that you would equip us, that you would give us the tools that we need to do this, Lord. And I I pray, Father, that you would bless this time, that you would bless our time in prayer, that you would bless the moments that we spend, that we sacrifice for, Father. We love you and we thank you for this opportunity, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Coming up next week on the podcast, we have Ruth Cho Simons talking about her prayer life. We also have tips on how to grow close to God when you feel distant from Him and a prayer for intimacy. Join us next time and have a great week.